Everybody, welcome back to another edition of the Untitled Jeff Gluck Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Gluck, and today it is the 12 Questions version of the podcast with Daryl Bubba Wallace Jr. Now, if you're a frequent listener of the podcast, you know already that I just did a podcast with Bubba Wallace before the season. A few weeks ago, we made our preseason playoff picks, and uh, he was nice enough to take the time to do that. It was already kind of like a stretch, I think, to ask during that time because it was all the buildup of the Facebook show and a lot of people wanted to do preseason interviews before the Daytona 500. And yet, his PR guy, Jeff Dennison, worked me in. Bubba said, yes, we'll do it. It's fine. So uh, I, I was like, okay, that, that was really nice of them. And obviously, I wasn't going to ask anything else of them again for a while because they're super busy right now and the whole Daytona 500 thing certainly blew up uh, when he finished second. Well, then Corey LaJoy, in his 12 questions last week, has a question specifically for Bubba. It wasn't just like, hey, ask any driver this. It was specifically for Daryl. So it's like, oh, gosh, uh, I got to go back to Jeff Dennison and say, um, I know you're super busy right now. Is there any way at all, any possible stretch we could have some time at Atlanta to talk uh, and do the 12 questions? And guess what? Jeff Dennison got it. Built in on Bubba's schedule, Bubba said yes again, even though we joked on the other podcast that he would never come back again after I didn't pick him for the playoff picks. But anyway, long story short, I'm super thankful and appreciative to both of them for getting this on the schedule. Not an easy thing to do, um, so definitely want to pass along some major kudos for fitting this on the schedule during the week when they had like some actual big powerhouse national media to do. Anyway, I know you're all excited to listen to what Bubba has to say, so let's get right to it. All right, everybody, I'm here with Bubba Wallace. Bubba, the most important interview you'll do all week. <laughs> CNN, no, who cares? Playboy.com, who cares? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 12 questions <laughs> with JeffGluck.com. All right, thanks for doing this. I, you know, I, I wouldn't have uh, made you do it this week, but Corey LaJoy insisted. I've seen that. Yeah. Great, great interview, though. That was funny. I laughed at that one. Okay, good. Yeah. All right, so the first question is, how often do you have dreams about racing? Um, once every blue moon. Yeah, nothing. I don't dream about it every night before I go to bed. I don't. So you don't have, like, nightmares about crashing or something? No, some nothing crazy like thing. that. Or uh-huh. Okay. I had a dream. Let's see. I had a dream two, three weeks ago that, like, I was finally racing again. So it was, like, it was cool. It was, like, yeah, it's cool. Okay. I don't know where. Yeah. Uh, if you get into someone during a race, intentional or not, does it matter if you apologize? Uh, yeah, it does. Um, for example, I reached out to Hamlin to say we're all good. He's not good. Um, but I did my part, so it's like, okay, I got nothing to worry about. Yeah, and it could have festered if you did If I more. didn't. So I look at, like, uh, Kenseth Logano deal. Yeah. You know, you really take, take notes from that. Um, but you're going to be racing with these guys every week hopefully for the next 10, 15 years. So, um, so yeah. Okay. What is the biggest compliment someone could give you? Um, like you're a role model or you're very inspiring to another. Um, or a kid come up to me at Daytona and was like, I'm going to be the next you. I was like, holy cow, that was cool. <laughs> um, 
through all the emotions I was going through right then, I'm like, man, no time for that. Nice <laughs> to meet you. Carry on. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so NASCAR comes to you and says, hey, we're, we're bringing a celebrity to the race, and we're wondering if you have time to say hi. Who's a celebrity you'd be really excited to host? Um, I've been thinking about when we go to, like, California or Fontana, just, like, get Kevin Hart out. Like, yeah. that, that would be awesome. Um, I'm bummed I didn't meet. Charlie Theron though last week. You never met her. No. Oh. She's always been like I'm a brunette guy. Obviously, a man okay. is brunette. Yeah. But um, she has always been my top blonde. Ever like ten, ever like since I was like ten. And she's there. And she's there, and I didn't. And yeah. Peyton Manning was there, so ball for oh, life, you know. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Yeah. I told Amanda that Charlie's is there. She's like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't like it. <laughs> All right, in an effort to show their health conscious, NASCAR offers the number one pit stall selection for an upcoming race to the first driver willing to go vegan for a month. Would you do it? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Absolutely not. Not worth it? No. Okay. No. Okay, it's time for the random race challenge. I've picked a random race. What is this shit you have? <laughs> like, I wrote down, I looked on racing reference, I just picked up a random race. Okay. And uh, you have to tell me where you finished in the random, okay. random race. Okay, all right. Picked. Okay, this is the 2015 Texas Spring Race. Are you good at remembering races? Yeah, I remember that one. Uh, really? It wasn't a good finish. Or was it? I don't know exactly where I finished, because if it's not top 10, then it's just like, eh, top 15, or uh, um, it was like 20th or something. I think I blew a tire, because I think that race rained out when we ran the next day. No? This is a top 10. I'll give you a hint. Oh, wait. That, was, that must have been the fall race. That was a fall race. I'm sorry. Um, we finished 7th? 6th. 6th. Oh, go figure. I picked a 6th, because, <laughs> uh, of course, Makes all your 6th last year. You started 8th. You led three laps. Eric Jones won. Yeah. And here's the thing. This is, I, I swear on my life, completely random. After I realized I already picked this race, Austin Dillon finished in front of you and Denny Hamlin finished right behind you. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I, totally <laughs> random. Okay. I'll drop my paper. Precious paper. Okay. Who's the best rapper alive? Best rapper alive? Oof. Have to go a little easy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, see, that would be somebody cool to come to a NASCAR race. Yes. That like would be Miami cool. or something. Yeah. He lives in Miami. Yeah, I, I think, think so. Yeah. 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 Who has the most punchable face in NASCAR? I've seen this question, and who's the most punchable face? This is funny. Um, I, I couldn't think of one right when I seen it. Um, that's tough. I don't know. Some people just have annoying faces. It doesn't necessarily mean, you know. Yeah, I just, know, I I'm just trying to just trying to think. Who has that one face? Yeah. No, I, I, I know, like, I've seen people that, that, that have that face, but nobody in the garage. <laughs> nobody okay. in the garage. They were, they were all spared. Yes, okay. yes. So NASCAR enlists three famous Americans to be involved with your team for one race, part of a publicity push. Taylor Swift, LeBron, and Tom Hanks. And you have to pick one for your crew chief, one for your spotter, and one for your motorhome driver, just for one weekend. All right, say the, say the other so three. So you've got T-Swift, okay. LeBron, Tom Hanks, crew chief, spotter, motorhome driver. 
Which do you pick for which role for this one weekend? Crew chief, spotter, motorhome driver. Um, let's see. Tom Hanks is like the man. I would. I, it's a toss up between him as being the crew chief or the motorhome driver, just because Tom Hanks is just awesome, and you know he's like that that old guy, uh, older. I'll say older guy. Um, that you know you'd want you driving your bus. I would just take care of everything. But then he's so knowledgeable, and I feel like he'd have so much strategy to be a crew chief. <laughs> but I'll put him as motorhome driver. Have have uh, shit that leads T Swift up to being a spotter. <laughs> ah man, <laughs> um, damn that's tough. I'll, I'll have I'll have LeBron. I'll have LeBron be the crew chief and T-Swift be the spotter. Okay. Yeah. The thing is yeah. about T-Swift, she might get overexcited. And, I know. Ah! I know. But I feel like my, my spotter, Freddie, he's from New York. And our first race together, he was super, like, excited, yelling. And I was like, dude, you have to chill out because we're going to wreck because I got excited. So I think I went through that emotion. And now I'm okay. So if she got excited, I'd be like, all right, cool. Just try to calm down, please. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what is the key to finding the best pre-race bathroom? <laughs> um, best pre-race bathroom? So I've never been able to take poop um, in any public place. Even in porta potty, that counts as public. Hell place? no! Okay. Absolutely not. You're is gonna it walk the comfort out there of your something. own toilet or the cleanliness of your own toilet? Both. Okay. Both. I have maybe once or twice when I was little, and I can't remember. Probably did in public, no matter what. But ever since. I don't know. I never did in middle school, never did in high school, and I've never done it at a racetrack, ever, unless I have a motorhome. Mm-hmm. Motorhome? Oh, I'm just, it's all mine. Can I tell you something? Yeah. About 10 years, you won't be able to hold it oh, as no. well. No, that's, yeah. I'll, yeah I will, I just, I'll I will hold you. it. No, I'll, mm-hmm. I will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so NASCAR decides it misses the highlight reel value brought by Carl Edwards backflips, and they decide a uh, replacement is needed. Um how much would they have to pay you to backflip off your car after your next win? We were just talking about this at dinner last night. Um, I had always been scared to do a backflip, rightfully so, because I mean, I just land on my neck and die. Right. Um, and we went to uh, went on a cruise and we were in the water where you're not going to get hurt in the water. Well, our friend did break his foot while we were there, uh, running into the water, but. Um, we went to we were launching people off our off their shoulders, and I just freaked out and you know wailed my arms, flailed my arms in uh in, in midair and landed on on my feet, and just couldn't do it. So then uh, like a month ago we went to a trampoline place in Charlotte, and in the foam pit I did it. I'm like okay I know what to do. You have to you know your legs is all the momentum that you need. So I just kicked really hard and I actually perfectly landed on my feet for a backflip. I'm like hell yeah. I'm not ready to do it okay. on hard surface, though, so it'd have to be a lot of money. Okay, a lot yeah. of money. All right. So, uh, you know, I ask each driver a question for the next guy, and Corey LaJoy, as I mentioned, um, was really, really wanted to ask you a question. So apparently he used to give you a ride to school. Yes. Uh, for two and a half years, he claims, and that it cost him an extra 20 minutes out of his day every day. <laughs> Not 20 minutes. And he says that you only gave him 20 bucks total <laughs> for all the chauffeuring he did. So uh, he's. I think he wanted to say what was up with that. So it wasn't 20 minutes. He, he and I lived the same distance on the opposite ends of school. I was a mile and a half on one side. He was a mile and a half on the other. 
And so he'd, he'd drive three miles to mine, then a mile and a half back to school, so four and a half miles, um, which is not 20 minutes. Traffic wasn't bad at all. Uh, 20 bucks was a little shot. I mean, hell, I'm running late models at that point. I'm not making anything. Yeah. Um, but it's just a funny story because it's like everything we do for each other is like, hey, man, remember I gave you 20 bucks? We're good. <laughs> and we die laughing over that. Uh, but there were some moments. There were there were some moments where I'm sitting at the house, and school started like 7.15. It's 7. 7.05. 7.10. Hey, where you at? Oh, yeah, I'm not coming today. <laughs> it's like, damn. Wow. Yeah, he, he did do that a couple of times. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm racing somewhere today. Like, No notice. Yeah, no notice, no. So I, luckily I made it. I made it on time. Um, but, yeah, there, there was a couple instances. So what he would have earned, he lost because of those moves. He got docked. Yes. I mean, I had to, sometimes I had to do detention mm-hmm. for him. Yeah, there's, there's fines involved. Yeah, sure. yeah. Okay. So uh, the next interview I'm doing is with Alex Bowman. Okay. I thought it was going to be Hemrick. Somebody told it me it was. Oh, okay. And then Alex Bowman weaseled his way in there. Ah, ah. Um, Alex Bowman. Tough one. So I don't really know Alex that well, but I do because we raced together since K&N days a little bit. Um, when did Dale get married? 2016? Ask him how long it took o- to get over me wrecking him at Homestead. Of that year, because I, I coming to the line, I had to run on Eric Amarola, and he had to gotten a run on me, so it was like an accordion effect. I went to dive under just to try to get the spot on Amarola, and he was under me. So it looked like the Blake Cook and me at Phoenix. Okay. And I just felt so bad because I my spotter was probably saying inside inside, and I turned hard left and destroyed his car. And I seen the crew chief at the wedding. And and I was like, look, man, I totally apologize, man. I did not mean to do that. I know I ruined y'all's day. And he was like, yeah, we were all pretty pissed at you there for a little bit. So I reached out to the crew chief. I didn't have Bowman's number or anything, but I felt like like crap. So all the way up until Dale's wedding, which is, what, a month and a half later? Um, so, so yeah, just see how long it took for him to get over it. Because last time I met him, it was like, hey, man, what's up? I'm like, oh, he's, he's good, thanks. <laughs> you just assumed, like, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, thanks for doing this. Appreciate it, and appreciate your time Absolutely. on a busy, busy week. Yep. Thanks. All right, everybody. So there you have it. Uh, fun 12 questions with Bubba. Appreciate him once again taking the time to do that. I don't know if you've noticed because you, if you listen to the podcast here, you probably don't read it on jeffgluck.com. I post a transcript there. But uh, if you are interested, starting this year, I've been putting previous 12 questions interviews for each driver below there. So uh, this was actually the fourth 12 questions I've done with Bubba, dating all the way back to 2013. I can't believe we've been doing them for five years already um, with Bubba. So I I hadn't even realized I'd interviewed him that long ago. But that's cool. Obviously, it's been an interesting journey to see his rise and sudden emergence as one of NASCAR's potential future stars here. Speaking of stars, I got to give a shout out to some of the big stars in my life who, of course, are the patrons on Patreon.com who keep me going to all these races and help Sarah and I pay the rent here in Portland. So definitely appreciate them. And this week specifically want to thank Alex Gardner, Kim Sturgio, Kevin Gable, Robert Schaffhauser, and Lisa Chanana, whose name I love saying every time it pops up on Twitter. I see she, she replies to me all the time 
and she comments on stories and things. So I always see her name, and I always say when I see her name in the Facebook group or wherever, I always say to myself, Lisa Chanana. It's like such a cool name. I love that name. Anyway, the next podcast you're going to hear comes out Thursday, and it is with Jay Pinnell of Richard Childress Racing. Now you're probably like, uh, do I know that guy? Uh, you may not. You may not. He's a behind-the-scenes kind of guy, PR guy. He was at one time a media guy, but he has an absolutely fascinating story of how he's gotten to where he was. And um, if you ever want to get some inspiration, if you're trying to make it in any industry, I think Jay Pinnell is actually a pretty good guy to listen to because it's really about never giving up and never taking no for an answer and making stuff happen on your own. So hopefully you'll tune in for that one on Thursday. That's the next in the How I Got Here series. Then later that day, I'm flying to Las Vegas for the race at Las Vegas Motor Speedway this weekend, where I will try to find another media member to do a post-race podcast Sunday night after the race. The last post-race podcast with Chris Knight has gotten a lot of traction on Twitter um, because he was fired up and very passionate, and I got a lot of Twitter responses from you guys saying you enjoyed that. So thank you for the feedback as well. And if you have more feedback and you wouldn't mind leaving a rating at some point, on iTunes. That would be really cool because the more ratings, the more potential listeners for the podcast. And of course, I would love for as many people as possible to hear this. Anyway, that's all for now. Thanks as always for listening. And I'll talk to you next time on the Untitled Jeff Gluck Podcast.